Hello and welcome to Startup Europe, the Sifted podcast. I'm Amy, Sifted's editor. And I'm Eleanor, Sifted's deputy editor. And at Sifted, we report on Europe's tech and startup sector. And every week on this podcast, we talk about some of the most riveting stories our journalists have been working on in the week. This week, we're running a little bit behind schedule because we're getting ready for our big Sifted Summit next week. So we're going to have a little bit of a shorter episode and just talk through some of the big headlines in European Tech this week. So there have been some chunky fundraisers and some important breakthroughs into big areas of research, antibiotics and self-driving cars. But before we get on to that, Ella and I have been at some investor conferences this week. Eleanor, you were hanging out with a bunch of LPs, the people who invest in VCs. What's the the word on the street? Yeah, totally. It was really interesting to go to a conference with some LPs. For all of you out there, that means the people that actually invest in the VC firms. Yeah, people were still fairly bullish on tech. Of course, you know, the party line is that now is the best time to invest, right? When things, valuations have come down a little bit more. Maybe one of the things that everyone couldn't stop talking about at the event either was all of the crazy turmoil in the UK this week with bond market and currency. So that's definitely on people's minds. Yeah. And I was at a conference held at Station F, the first ever women in VC conference. Station F is the big co-working space in Paris. There were 350 women, some of them partners at VC firms, some were in the investment team, and then a bunch of female founders as well. And it was great, I thought. Lots of practical tips about how to run boards and how to make it to partner. One topic of conversation was whether really some male partners should have been invited as well because otherwise perhaps the burden unfairly falls on the senior women who've kind of made it to the top of the ladder to help the next batch come up when really that responsibility should be shared by anyone who's made it to the top. That is a super valid point but sometimes it is really nice to get together with other women and bitch about thousands of years of you know the patriarchy. It's very yeah, <laughs> Women-only networking events is a whole other vibe. Anyway, on with the news. Eleanor, this week, Italy got its second unicorn, another payments company. It had to wait until this year to get its first uh, unicorn company, which was ScalarPay. And now, just eight months later, we have SatisPay, also from Milan, also a name beginning with S and ending in pay, which has raised a chunky 320 million euro Series D. What's going on, Eleanor? Well, first of all, I will definitely give an honorary unicorn status to any payments company out of Italy that can have a name that doesn't start with S and end in pay. But this company has been around for actually a super long time. They launched their payment system in 2015, and it has more than doubled its users since its last raise with 3 million users. And it is now Italy's largest mobile payments provider. And they work with big companies like Carrefour, Italy and Benetton. And they're also all across Europe. And one thing I really loved about this story is that Satispay has been growing a younger user base by helping pious churchgoers donate to the house of God with their mobile phone. So people who, you know, in the olden days would have put some coins in a little sack or whatever they whatever they do, they can now give JC a bit of dollar using their phone, thanks to Satispay. 
Wow, that was a really hip way to describe that, Amy. I think another kind of interesting thing about this news was the fact that Satispay's founders, they were originally aiming for an IPO this year, but they obviously decided to do this larger funding round. And I think we are seeing really great, strong companies that are, you know, obviously, if they tried to do an IPO at this time, they wouldn't get the kind of valuation um, that they would want to under more favorable market conditions. And so those super strong companies are continuing to go out there and raise chunky rounds in the private markets. I think the other really interesting thing is that Satispay told Sifted that it was on the prowl for acquisition targets. We've definitely seen some pretty hot acquisition activity in recent months in Europe. And if you're out there, there are some companies that are, you know, maybe not able to raise their next round, but still like pretty solid. Those are some nice acquisition targets for someone with a lot of cash. Yeah, and on to some VC news. We found out this week that the big US VC firm Sequoia has hired its fifth partner. In Europe, Sequoia is obviously the investing giant who've backed businesses like Google and Instagram, Airbnb and Stripe. So made, you know, a massive name on the other side of the Atlantic. And two years ago, opened an office in London and has been building out its Europe team. So the newbie is a guy called Cornelius Menke, who's joining from the consultancy firm Boston Consulting Group. But he also has been in startups. He used to work in the office of the CFO at Klarna, the, you know, massive buy now, pay later fintech that we talk about a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're continuing to see US VCs up their commitment to Europe. And obviously, it is a great time to do that with currencies falling across the dollar. When I went to Paris over the summer, there were all the American tourists there shopping to their heart's content. And we're going to be seeing VCs doing that, which also means hiring more people to do that on the ground. Yeah, Iconic is another uh, USVC firm that did a nice little blog post this week talking about how they've hired a big team here now and are ready to rumble. If, like me, you're fascinated by how the best founders think, you should definitely check out the Secret Leaders podcast. They explore the highs, lows, and learnings from the people who built businesses like Joe Malone, Monzo, Slack, and LastMinute.com. On our show, we look at the latest news on startup land, but on Secret Leaders, they're more zoomed out, helping you learn about the lives and careers of Europe's best founders. If you want to learn from the best and scale your impact, then you'll definitely love the Secret Leaders podcast. So Paris-based startup called Phagos has raised 2.4 million euros to try and help replace the antibiotics used in animal farms. Eleanor, why is this a problem that we need to solve? Yeah, this one was definitely a really cool company, and I really enjoyed editing this story that our reporter Clara wrote. I'm sure that everyone listening today has heard of superbugs, right? Those bacteria and diseases that are resistant to the antibiotics that humans have developed. And one of the big causes of bacterial resistance to antibiotics is farming, because farming actually uses a ton of antibiotics. And when animals eat antibiotics, and then we, we eat them. So all of this human health, animal health is all connected and all links back to this problem of bacterial resistance and superbugs. This company called Phagos, which is based in Paris, thinks that they have a solution to these superbugs. And that is to use bacteriophages or phages, which are viruses that can find and kill specific strains of bacteria. And they're starting by testing those 
phage cocktails on animals. And they have already had some promising results in a small-scale study in aquatic animals. But the challenge for this company, like many tech companies, is that the regulators are not moving quite as fast as they are. Yeah, totally. So there's actually no precedent for a product with this approach getting approval by the European Medicines Agency. That's the agency that regulates human and veterinary medicines in the EU. So this is obviously going to be a huge hurdle for them in the future. But the team told Sifted that they're optimistic that they're going to find a solution because they're collaborating with regulators. And hopefully this could be the start to some answers and solutions to the superbug problem. Yep. And another kind of technology that the regulators are watching closely is autonomous vehicles. And there was a big breakthrough in that area this week. A British self-driving car company called Wave has told us that it has figured out how to generalize robotic software. So basically, its software can drive any vehicle anywhere. So what it's actually achieved this week is that software that it trained on a normal kind of passenger car has been used to drive autonomously a commercial van, which is obviously a very different kind of vehicle. It's a different size. It has different size wheels and you drive it in a different way. So Alex Kendall, Wave's chief executive, told Zifted that this is a complete paradigm shift for autonomy. I think what's really interesting about this company is that they're taking a little bit of a different approach to some other self-driving startups. Some other companies use a ton more sensors on the cars. They use things like radar and LIDAR, which obviously gives you a lot more sensors on the cars to collect data. But obviously, that's a lot more cost and that's more complicated. And Wave is trying to make this technology using vision technology underpinned by sophisticated reinforcement learning. And so they're really doing less of the complexity, but depending on the software to actually learn and adapt to different situations, just like a human would. And one example that Wave taught us through that they thought was sort of emblematic of how smart the software really is now is that Alex Kendall, the CEO, was in one of Wave's vehicles in the back seat recently and the car got stopped at a temporary traffic light surrounded by red cones, you know, when they make you sort of drive on the the right-hand side of the road if you're in the, the UK, so the wrong side of the road for us. And And even though the traffic light was still red, the vehicle knew to kind of move forward and drive on that side because a road worker had waved them through. Insane. Yeah, so I guess the other thing that, you know, completely different industry, but the thing that Vagos shares in common with Wave, who we're just talking about, is the fact that Wave is also dependent on regulation. So in the interview with Sifted, Wave's founder said that He's concerned about rumored delays to the British government's future of transport bill, which could make it harder to deploy this breakthrough in tech if there's not an internationally recognized safety regime around it. So we're afraid that is all we have time for this week. As we mentioned, we're in full preparation mode for our Sifted Summit, which is happening next week on the 5th and 6th of October in London. We would absolutely love to see you there. The full complement of Sifted journalists is going to be in town so you can meet literally everyone who writes 
Specifted. We will also be recording next week's podcast live on stage with a very special yet to be announced guest. So please do come along. We would love to meet you in person. Tickets are still available on summit.sifted.eu. And if you like what you have heard today on the podcast, you can read all of our articles and all of our coverage of European tech on sifted.eu. And you can find all of our newsletters, including our sector-specific newsletters on topics like fintech. We have one on VC that Amy and I have just started writing called Upround. Those are all also on sifted.eu. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. See you at the summit next week. <laughs>